0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Liberty Diner Dish. I'm Ken.
1: I'm Michelle. And we're
0: about to jump right into another episode of Queer as Folk.
1: We are at uh, episode 410 today. And uh, whoo!
0: Girl! <laughs> It was juicy.
1: It was really juicy. Yeah. So I just want to get into
0: it. Let's do it. You know I'm ready. You (laughs) know I'm ready.
1: Usually I have a bunch I want to say at the (laughs) beginning, but let's just do it. We'll we'll save all the talk for later. Say that. All right. So we start out at the loft with Brian and Justin, and uh, it seems like things have been reconciled. Because I know you know we had the breakup, and then we got the great chicken soup speech, which was so needed, and so. Things seem to be good, but Brian's having some issues here. Uh, a little bit of a erectile dysfunction, which Ooh. I can't even believe we're using that word with Brian. With Brian. I know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, here we are because again, he's only human, and this doesn't make him any less valid Mm-mm. or amazing.
0: Makes me love you more, Brian.
1: Yeah, but this is really hard for him. Uh, pardon my choice of words, there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure he's having this like major internal meltdown right now. Because not only is he weak physically and queasy and dealing with all these other issues and side effects, but now he can't even, like, stay up for the occasion right, with Justin. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: But what I love about the scene is that Justin is so caring and so mm-hmm. nurturing that he's like, hey, it's okay. Like, you know, you're still weak. It takes time for your body to heal. Like, he is so understanding. And he treats him with so much love. He try to make him feel as comfortable as possible. Because he knows Brian's struggling. For one... Brian is already feeling, he's already feeling less less than perfect. Yeah. Although he's already perfect, Brian. You know, yeah. like you really are perfect. But he's feeling less than, Justin already knows that's a struggle. So the fact that now that the penis is not working and doing what it's supposed to do, Yeah. I mean, you know how he's feeling right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like based on the images that are flashing in his mind, it doesn't seem like it's an equipment issue. It's more of like a psychological it is. issue. I don't think most men would want to talk about it. Certainly not, Brian. But like, Justin offering to do that because he knows that Brian is an internal processor and he will just kind of keep mulling over this and let this take him lower and lower. And so I think it is important that he steps in and interrupts that loop that will be playing in Brian's mind. Absolutely. So even though this clearly doesn't go as planned, I think them trying is a huge step for Brian because him risking the chance that Justin will see him fail and struggle at something that he has always been good at. That's come so natural to him since he was a teenager. <laughs> right. Uh, because I don't think this is the first time that they've that they've had this issue since Brian's surgery. But um, this is just as much a part of his recovery as any medical procedure that mm-hmm. he's having. It's important for him to get back to himself in, like, all the ways.
0: Absolutely. Um, but I love how Justin was wasting no time that they're back to normal. I mean, he was throwing them on the back. I'm like, damn, Jay. <laughs> relax a little bit. Like <laughs> yeah. this man is still...
1: But he knows that Brian wouldn't want to be modeled right? like that. He would want you to treat me like you've always treated me in this situation. Well, he ain't so. holding
0: nothing back. <laughs> no, like, he like, Ooh, did well. not.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I also like that Brian would never be able to work through this with anyone else. Like, and I don't think it would be healthy for him to be trying to do this on his own. Mm-hmm. So in all of the ways that he needs to recover, it's very important that he let somebody else in that with him. And I think it's very significant that Justin is the one... Who's there doing Absolutely. It. Before we go into the next scene, I was exchanging emails with someone this week, and in the thread, we somehow discussed the whole chicken soup thing. And I felt like it was important for Brian to see Justin fighting for him in that scene yes. because Brian chose to fight cancer. I'm going to say for Justin, yes. And so it's important to see him matching him in that fight.
0: Yeah, it was. It, oh, I don't think I can. I don't even think I can even add to that. Like that's per- that's perfect. Yes. To see Justin fight for him, because Brian really did. Like, I mean, he didn't have to. Right. He chose to come back. He chose to take those steps to go ahead and get this taken care of. Right. And like you said, I believe it was for Justin. He he never had a type of love that he has for Justin. Uh, I think it was Emmett who was like, was it Emmett who said, believe it or not? Or was it um, Michael who said, believe it or not, you have a partner who Michael, cares for you? Yeah. yeah, Michael. I mean, they kind of woke him up. He knows he's there. But clearly that scene with Michael lecturing Brian happened after the fact that he already went to the hospital. Right. But I mean, it put it back on his mind. Like, Hey, you have somebody here who cares for you.
1: Remember who's... why you did all exactly. of this. Yeah. Remember
0: why everything, why are you doing this? Why are you going through all of this? You know? So, I mean, yeah, Justin's fighting for him. Brian fought cancer for Justin. So, I yeah. mean,
1: yeah. now true. He's going to have some other benefits. Like he's going to get to keep, you know, <laughs> living and, true. and get healthy again. But I think he's past the point to where that's enough in life. Yeah,
0: because it's not. That's not enough. Brian already knows we're already going to die. He wants to die on his own terms anyway. And it's uh, like,
1: if I'm going to have a long life, I'm going to be intentional about how I choose to live that long life. True. Yeah. All right. So then we go over and see Michael and Hunter, and they are planning this shopping trip. And I love Hunter getting to be a teenager. And being all bratty about his school clothes, <laughs> like he wants some new Pumas and some Diesel jeans. Cause we never get to see the side of him.
0: He's yeah. always he was always thrown in such an adult world, mm-hmm. a seedy world at that. But um, to finally see this growth and this change, he's he's always happy, smiling. You never see him frowned up anymore. Right. His language changed as well. I mean, he's gonna still I mean, be. Yeah, he's still gonna, yeah, be, he's still hunter, gonna be hunter, but, but at the same time, like. You can see a lightness about him now. Yeah, and
1: it's what he cares about, what his priorities are. It's not about, like, I money, need to take money. this, yeah, or or I need to take this knife and put it in my pocket because I need to be able to defend myself. Right. Or I need to make sure I've got money, so I'm going to be out finding Johns everywhere exactly. now. Exactly. I want to look cool <laughs> at school. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that mm-hmm. that for him. They make plans for a family movie night, and Ben, and they're going to include Ben in this, well, Ben gets a phone call on the tiniest cell phone in the world. Girl. <laughs> and... Uh, which you know, it's kind of funny because back then it was all about getting the smaller mm-hmm. phone, and now we're like moving back up to. I want the max. I want the iPhone yeah, Plus. You're the basically Pro. walking around with like a flat screen TV.
0: Facts. <laughs> yeah. Okay, can't even put it in your pocket.
1: Right. Well, so being as this call and it's Anthony. Remember, Anthony is the student from the former student who works at the library currently. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm giving and, Anthony side eye. Like, I don't know his intentions. Ben
1: offers, like, lunch, breakfast, coffee, anytime, anywhere, whatever. <laughs>
0: Girl, it looked a
1: little suspicious. When you're do when you on the
0: phone, you're looking at your man, and then you find out who it really is, and you have to do a turnaround. Yeah. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. That turnaround he definitely
1: look, put his back to Michael. Yeah, yeah. that
0: turnaround was like, uh, oh, you up to no good.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently, Anthony's been calling a lot lately, and Ben says he's a nice kid who wants to be a writer. We get together and discuss books. But I think Ben accommodates all of this because it's somebody celebrating his writing. and right. he, That flattery, you know, we're all addicted to the flattery. Girl, Let's I don't think I could have turned it down either. I don't think <laughs> yeah. I could
0: have. What? Tell me more about me.
1: I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we see Emmett and Drew at a oh Girl! <laughs> Girl! I, I cannot tell you how many messages we got about people who could not wait for you to see this scene.
0: Because I asked you like, are we going to see more of Drew? Like, is this going to be the end of him? And you were like I don't know. I mean, this we'll was see. last episode. Yes. Yeah, you asked me. Girl, last episode, yeah. oh my god, queries for gods. Thank y'all <laughs> so much for one that was hot. I think that was hot. Emmett, <laughs> why can't I just be Emmett for a damn day? Like, oh my god, Emmett
1: is living your best life. He is living
0: my best life. He stole my shit. I need to sue. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Wow, that scene was everything for me. I mean, it was. I mean, Drew. Baby, you built like the gods, okay? (laughs) You built like the gods. Shame on me for wanting this married, well, engaged Engaged, man to be out here having these type of experiences. Shame on me, but I mean, since y'all doing it now, I'm going to experience it. I I loved it. (laughs) I did. It was so good.
1: Yeah, it was very satisfying for you. Extremely. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so we get this scene in my How Drew Can Score. Ooh, (laughs) baby. Emmett asks him, so Drew hops up out of bed to go take a shower or whatever, and Emmett asks if his fiance knows that he is the H word, not hard bodied, not hot, but homosexual. And Drew says that he is not a, um, he said
0: he's not a fag. And right. I was just like, oh, that's when my smile went to a frown. It
1: did. <laughs> went to a
0: frown. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was you like, You
1: really nah. did. You're like, uh-uh, F <laughs> Yeah, no, for real.
0: Like, okay. I'm like, bro, you sexy and all, but you laid up in this whole bed with Emmett. And then you're trying to say that you... Okay, um, go ahead,
2: babe.
1: Yeah, okay. So we're going we're gonna to flesh it out, mm-hmm. of course. Well, Drew says that that word describes a girl, a sissy, a pansy. And he's got all these bullet points about why he can't possibly be considered... I'm going to say gay. I don't, I'm not going to say the other word. But anyway, you just know that these are things that he's always heard that is associated with this type of behavior, this type of person... It sounds like he's being hateful, but really, I think it's this internalized homophobia. Now, he might not see it as that, but that's what I think it is. And he needs to be able to point to a successful football career and a female fiancé to convince himself and everyone around him that he's not gay. It's his
0: coping skills. Yeah,
1: and I'm all for people being able to choose their own labels. Like It's called self-identification for a reason. And I know that there are people who, when it comes to their orientation, they might self-identify as straight. But when it comes to their sexual behavior, they might have same-sex partners. People have their reasons for why they categorize it that way. And they do not need my approval, permission, or understanding. (laughs) But if someone asked me for my opinion on Drew, I would wager there's a little more going on.
0: No, there's definitely a little more going on. I mean, uh, we don't really know much about Drew just yet. We know that Emmett pulled this man. That's what we do know. But I felt really sad for Emmett. You know, mm-hmm. um, hearing because Drew is looking happy when he's saying it. Like, I mean, he's like, for real. Like, I'm not, <laughs> i yeah. a fag, like, at all. Like, yeah, I enjoy fucking men, but I mean, I'm not. Boy, you sound silly. You sound right. silly as hell right now. Okay, like, and, and I'm glad Emmett checked him and said, I didn't say fag. Like, I didn't right. say that but word. That's not what I. Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. not that's not what I said. So
1: anything that any of your assumptions that you associate with that word, I'm not projecting any of those onto yeah. you. Yeah, you're doing that yourself.
0: Y- you're doing that. But I just felt really sad that Emmett had to sit there because, you know, Emmett really is truly a great guy. He's caring. He loves everyone. Yeah. And the fact that, I mean, he's even in this bed with you and being intimate and sharing himself with you. And then you just, I mean, you just came for the whole gay community.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, I mean, you just slaughtered all of them. So it was it was really hard scene for me to watch. It went took me from a happy place that was really happy. To a place that just made me, like, just, I don't know, angry. Like, made me a yeah. little frustrated. But then I, I kind of understand it. Like, you right. never know his upbringing. Right. You never know what his father told him. When he was younger, maybe he was expressing himself the true Drew. And then his father was like, you don't da-da-da-da-da. We don't know what the trauma we that he's been through. Yeah, exactly.
2: Idea.
1: So
0: I'm still opening. I'm giving him a little rope, you know, yeah. a little, little, little rope for Drew out there. But the door is still open. It's not closed. <laughs> it's closing.
1: If but he it didn't have the body built by the gods, would the door be open? I think the door probably would be
0: cracked, you know what I'm saying? Because I still don't want to— the chain on it, yeah, though. Yeah, the chain, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, the chain is on the door, you know what I'm saying, where I still can see you. You know, you may get back in, but uh, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah. but he is built from the gods, so the door is open. So the door is open, It's yeah. wide open. I'm going to leave the door open, as um, Bruno, Bruno, Bruno Mars and him said, okay? Yeah.
1: Well, he asked Emmett why he would think he was gay. He's like, what, what makes you think I'm gay? And Emmett's like, uh, because of the whole reason we up in this hotel you room. You just
0: had your dick in my ass.
1: Because that's what Emmett said. Okay, you and, just did that. And uh, Drew's like, well, yes, yeah, so sometimes I like having male passengers, but that doesn't mean that I love them or want to kiss them or even know them. It's just for fun, and no one is to hear about this. Understand?
0: Oh, it was so triggering because that's how I felt as a teenager. I never messed around or even tried to even go that route when, like high school-wise just because I just felt like it would just be killer. It would kill me, crush Right, well, me.
1: because everybody would find out. Yeah,
0: everybody would find out. But then even when I became an adult and I could do these things, I would do them, and then immediately after Climax, I would be like, don't touch me, don't talk to me, don't kiss me, don't call me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Don't even mention this again, or I'm going to beat you up. And, I don't, and, I, and I, it goes back to the world telling you that gay right. is wrong or what you just did was bad and, and all this and that. So I I kind of, so even understand. though you just
1: done something that is like one of the most natural things for in the me. world to you. Yeah. And then immediately it's like, no, yeah, that's like, not me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I mean, again, I have a soft spot for Drew right. because I mean, it's, you have these internal battles mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. when you're living that life, the world is telling you his career. We already found out in season two that even with Ethan, his agent was right. telling him like, "Hey, you need to let the, the gay boyfriend disappear." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can only imagine when you make a millions. The It's
1: like who would care yeah, about that? Exactly. Yeah.
0: So just imagine a football player, professional football player, millions of people looking up to you. Right. I mean, you have millions of dollars on the table. No one is going to allow you to be your true self. So, uh, it's just yeah, really... and
1: we're going to talk about this at some point because I think it's a really important topic. We won't do it today, but. The fact that even now, there is such a small number of out-professional athletes, right. and I don't think it's because there are not very many talented gay athletes. I don't think that's the reason. Mm-mm, you know but uh, mm-hmm. So, but that's, yeah, we're going to get into that another day. Anyway, so, yeah, that was a whole lot emotionally in, in this scene, like you said, to go from this really high to, and then because of the way we're looking at it, you can see it makes Drew sound like just this horrible person, but yeah. really you know that there's more going on. Right. And there's a reason he's saying those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lindsay is at the gallery overseeing an installation because Lord have turkey, this show has still not happened yes. yet. <laughs> and a Scummy Sam is still around. Uh, and he's being interviewed by a female reporter and I see you looking over there, Lindsay. Girl, she's looking. I okay. with my little eyes, something that looks a lot like jealousy.
0: Girl, the green eyes. Mm-hmm, I'm telling you. Because she's
1: got some competition for all that, like, flattery and flirting. And Scummy Sam is very equal opportunity. So any of these women could get it, Anybody, really.
0: okay? No <laughs> one's exempt.
1: Right. Well, when it's over, Sam asked Lindsay how he did, trying to get her thoughts on his interview. And she's being a little passive aggressive.
0: Yeah, I'm like, girl, you got a whole wife and a baby at the crib and one <laughs> right, on the way.
1: Right. And you don't like men. <laughs> yeah, so Why are yeah. you jealous, babe? That's yeah. when you
0: that's what Sam Sam should've hit it with the hair flip. Like, why are you jealous, babe? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Are> you mad? <laughs> yeah, you mad. It's cute. That's cute.
1: Yeah. Well, she tells Sam to go flirt with the nice looking reporter and to leave her to her work. That's so. that's
0: that's right there. We know right now what your issue is. Yeah. Girl, you just played all your cards mm-hmm. right now. Like, stop it. But I'm, I don't understand, like, why? Why are you so jealous? You mm-hmm. hated this man. He, I mean, this man is a scumbag. He yeah. is. I mean, understandable.
1: He, I mean, he, there's he, something about him that we can all say is kind of uh, oddly charming, but yeah, you hate to love yeah, him.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I love to hate his ass. I hate to love him, love to hate whatever yeah. the phrase is, but I don't... Mm. Yeah, no, 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 yeah.
1: no, no. We'll deal with that more later. Well, then Brian is back at the office, which is good, because last episode he kept having to go home from work. He's back at the office, and he is, like, back. I mean, he is wheeling and dealing, juggling 15 balls at once, he says. Booked and busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ted comes in wearing a very nice suit, and I'm sure he's glad to see Brian looking a lot less pale and able to make <laughs> it through a full work day. Right. Well, Brian tells Theodore that he likes his newfound self-confidence, and it's far preferable to his former lack thereof. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Cynthia comes through telling him that Brown Athletics is looking for a new model for their underwear line, and they want a famous sports figure for that. Ted offers to help Brian find someone because he's feeling pretty confident. He's been on a roll. I mean, he got a little, look. Look
0: at his step. He has a new walk. Yeah, like, he does. Yeah, it looked gleam in his eye too. I was mm-hmm. like, is that a smile? Yeah, he's all
1: like hunched over yeah. and shuffling his feet. Nah, yeah.
0: girl, he got a little walk. You can tell he's not from around these parts by the way he walk. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't know sports, but he says he knows what looks good in a pair of shorts, and he's a gay man, and sex is their national pastime. So. <laughs> I like seeing Ted promoting himself, mm-hmm. but I would be lying if I didn't admit I'm a little bit nervous because I'm like, now don't get out there flying too close to the sun, <laughs> you
0: know? girl, because he's on a high horse right now, yeah. like for real. Uh, when he said that he closed, um,
1: a Dandy Lube. Oh,
0: Dandy lube, yeah. I'm thinking, baby, you had help. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Cynthia over there, then... Telling you to go yeah, follow this
1: guy to
2: the
0: exactly. bathroom. Yeah, exactly. You, you were coached, okay? <laughs> but I mean, like, whatever floats your boat, Ted. Right. Whatever you If, need, it, makes you, yes. if it
1: gives you that pump up that you need, exactly. then sure. Then go for it. Yeah. Something else I noticed in this scene is Brian's very meticulous about his Apple arrangement there on the table. And I think it's just all about presentation. It's right. just, it's just a It's just a way to see... Everything about the way Kinetic is set up mm-hmm. from what a client sees from the time they walk in to the time they leave. Everything is important and has a purpose to him.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't you, I mean, would you expect anything less from Brian? No. No. I mean, no. I mean, there's a rhyme reason for everything. This man is a mastermind. He knows how to close a deal. He knows how to make everything look appetizing. And that's what it is. You, you're selling yourself. You're yeah. selling you know your company, okay? Right. So I mean, it's gonna be perfect.
1: Yeah, because I mean, in his business and in his personal life, which is why he's having such a huge issue with all this stuff. He's all about presentation and and how something looks. But I mean, there's more to him than that. But at <laughs> work, that's still right. the primary thing. <laughs> yes. Um. Well, Michael and Justin have made up enough at this point to get back to work on Rage, and I think they probably. It's just like that family relationship or friend relationship where it's that person that. They're always going to be who they are, but you're just like, that's who they are yeah. and whatever.
0: Because so <laughs> I'll be quick, like, I don't mess with them.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, I'm glad to see that they're actually back because they need a good working relationship. They do. Um, but especially
1: right now when mm-hmm. they have this option deal on the table right. for the movie. Yeah. Well, Justin is showing him some panels of Rage and JT, and they look great Amazing in these panels. But well, Michael wants to know why they never get any drawings of Zephyr with some <laughs> great-looking guy. And Justin says it's because the people don't buy their comic to see Zephyr getting laid. <laughs> <He> says, <laughs> it's not that Justin doesn't want to see it. He says he can't imagine it. And Michael tries to make a case for Zephyr and his boyfriend paleontologist ken <laughs> kirschner <laughs> rattling the old dinosaur bones i'm dead oh yeah. my god except they haven't been rattling any bones since the scientific community rejected the professor's research findings i love how they are talking mm-hmm. about this and yeah and justin tells him that jt hasn't gotten to rise out of rage since ice tina zapped him with her radiation gun now, you can say Justin should not be telling him yes. Brian's business, which I would agree with. But... That's what I was going to You took uh, yeah. the words literally but out not of my because, mouth. Not necessarily because it's a secret. Because Michael says that he thought the doctor said nothing would be affected. So, I'm thinking Brian already told him that. And I'm sure Brian volunteered that information because he didn't want anybody questioning the functionality of his business.
0: Exactly. So, the <laughs> so, reason why I was saying don't tell the business is because I can easily see Michael. Oh, my God. Justin told me. I
1: heard. Yes. You know,
0: like, I have. Ben has a couple extra blue pills, you know, like I can just hear him, you yeah. know.
1: Or like, you know, Brian, maybe it would help if you just had, you know, someone who really knows you.
0: Oh, Ben, oh, <laughs> like... not. He would not. Michael, first season, absolutely. Second season,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. But But uh, third no. and fourth,
2: no.
1: Nah. No, fourth season. <laughs> he's, he's not going that far. Fourth yeah. season. I'm just being silly. Justin says that despite what the doctor said, something is clearly going on. Michael suggests a trip to Chinatown to see Ben's um, herbalist there. He's supposed to be a miracle worker. He helped lower Ben's viral load with some Chinese medicine. Wow! And if he can help lower Ben's count, maybe he can raise the Titanic. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. The <laughs> Titanic, y'all. Y'all hear that? That ti- Justin is getting that Titanic every night.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Ben and Anthony are walking on campus and talking about Ben's classes. In their harsh critique of Tennessee Williams, Ben says it's a lot harder to create something than it is to tear it apart, and that is so true.
0: Because <laughs> I can shred some shit, I know. Yeah, it, but never can create my own. Right?
1: Exactly. Like I don't think people think about how much work and effort goes into creating something, and mm-hmm. nothing we create is going to be perfect. But
0: as an artist, though, you're sensitive about yes, your craft.
1: So sensitive, mm-hmm. and then you put it out there, and within. 30 seconds, it's been ripped to confetti yeah, by I people.
0: Mean, confetti.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, confetti. Yeah. People having whole parties with stuff you have, you know, worked for 10 years on. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, but, to actually put yourself out there, I mean, it's a lot.
1: Yeah. Uh, Anthony says, um, like your book, I reckon it must have been like giving birth. And as a writer himself, Anthony can relate. He says every sentence he writes or tries to write is agony. And he's like, I don't know why I do it. And Ben says, "For the same reason I do, you have no choice." And he offers to re- read anything Anthony writes, and he promises to be gentle. And Anthony is sure he would be. Uh, 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 wait. Red flag. Come your break
0: right now, baby. Okay, pull the e break. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna need you to start drifting or something because you're doing a bit much.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, they keep talking and they discuss Edmund White, uh, one of his novels inspired Ben to write his first book. Are you one Two? And in the script, it's the letter R, the letter U, and the number one, the number oh, two. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I like that too. Mm-hmm. Anthony invites him to a lecture tomorrow night. Edmund White is giving a lecture, but Ben has plans with his partner and foster son. And Anthony is going to save him a seat in case something changes. No, thank you, Anthony.
0: But I say, I Anthony, <laughs> you're doing the most right now. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's all innocent, but he still better check himself because I would like to imagine that. For Ben, it's nice to have someone he can talk to about about his writing and about these things. Someone who understands it on a personal level, who's not just saying, oh, you'll get him, Tiger. Right. Because I don't think he has—the gang loves him and they embrace him, but he doesn't really get to have these kinds of conversations with any of them. So, you know, having somebody who can relate to the experience of crafting something and the worry and fear and excitement— of putting that out into the world. Mm-hmm. That's all important. And he doesn't get that from the gang. Michael tries, but it's not the same.
0: Right. I mean, he can actually bounce ideas off of um Anthony, mm-hmm. you know, and then don't have to worry about any judgments being passed. He just feels comfortable. Somebody that already knows him too. He's already been in his class. He knows how Ben works. And like you said, he already admires him. But what I don't like is these little cheap little shots in there, like the long extra stairs. Like, yeah. come on now, don't do that. Like, he's a good looking man, but let, you know, he got a whole family. Yeah, And then, I bet you would be gentle. Like, yeah. stop it. Like, stop it. I don't like that shit. Like, I don't. And
1: I think, I mean, because it can come across, like I said, innocent, mm-hmm. but it could also come across not flirty. innocent. Super yeah. Flirty. And, it's like, I can't really blame Ben because all of us have done things, even if we had no intention of taking it anywhere, but we've excused things, overlooked things, or leaned into things because...
0: Girl, you preaching to the choir because you know yeah. me, I'll let something go far. I mean... <laughs> If there's a line here, <laughs> I am literally leaning over saying that I'm not crossing it. <laughs>
2: like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we see Melanie and she is um performing her wifely duties with vigor, but Lindsay is not quite feeling it. Uh, and she asks if they can switch it up and try Glinda's magic wand. Lindsay was in the mood for something a little different, but Melanie kind of looks surprised, but anything to please her woman. So then we see Lindsay's face, and it's like,
0: mm, yeah. I don't know
1: what you're thinking about.
0: Because those eyes were closed at first. She she looked a little bored. Mm-hmm. Okay, she, did. she was like, "It's it's good, babe." But um, can we can we? I was thinking about can we try something else? And she had to reach in the drawer. You know what I'm saying? And then she pulled. I'm surprised she didn't blow no dust off of it because Mel said they hadn't used it in ages. So yeah. you know. And then they finally get it out. And then I mean those eyes closed and then she just came to life. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, damn, Sam gotta hold on you like that, baby. Cause I know what you're thinking about, girl. <laughs> you gotta be that next reporter, that next assistant.
1: Uh what is next her name? Wife. What's the one's name that's been helping him? Oh,
0: Is it Ashley?
1: No, Michaela. Miranda.
0: Yes, but the little girl who has yeah. been getting his coffee and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. I don't my think God. that's all
1: she's been getting. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely
0: not. And then ever since um Lindsay Drew those um, the beef. You know what I'm saying? Like she drew the, the beef. Gets calling. She, she, did draw okay? the she did. Okay, she did. Okay, she she drew all oh, that. She meat. got
1: the beef on the brain. She showed up,
0: like, baby. I thought you was a vegetarian. Okay, <laughs> guess not. Guess not. <laughs>
1: Well, Brian is at the diner picking up some late night takeout. And Debbie's on her way out. And there are no words exchanged between the two of them. And I don't love that. Mm -mm. Well, Brian catches up to her on, on the sidewalk when he leaves and says, hey, in case you didn't know, I was also in the diner. Well, she noticed and he asks if he can walk her home. But she says that she's been walking herself for 20 years. She can take care of herself. Thank you very much. But Brian says, yeah, and you got a right hook to prove it. And I think that's him kind of saying, okay, now we're going to talk talk about about this. (laughs) This." Mm -hmm. Yeah, And uh, yeah, that's his way of addressing the elephant standing there on the sidewalk. Well, she finally looks over at him because she's been avoiding that eye contact with him this whole time. And she says that he's working late and that it used to be that the only reason he'd still be up was because it was up. And Brian says a lot of things used to be. Mm -hmm. And I think. That's not just about him physically, but I think he's having this whole shift in his thinking and yeah. his mentality. He's so, growing up. Yeah, he really is. And he apologizes for what he said about Vic. And Debbie recognizes how, it, she takes a moment to recognize how important that is that Brian is offering an apology. Right. I mean, that's it's his not thing. No, no excuses, no apologies, no mm-hmm. regrets. That's his thing. So this means that he wants to fix things with her. She says, yeah, you're right. You shouldn't have said what you said, but not because you were wrong, but it's just the way you said it. Like, it didn't mean anything. Like, Vic's life didn't mean anything. And I still don't think that's how he meant it. But I can see no, that's I, how it came yeah. across to her to and to
0: some other people. When we was watching it, that's how I was thinking. Like, now it starts to make sense. Because when Brian said it, I was like, Vic would have said that. Uh-huh. You know, like, Vic would have had those same thoughts.
1: And pretty much everyone has acknowledged that at this point that Vic would have had those same thoughts. Right. Yeah.
0: But she she was going through her own struggles. Right. You know, her own struggles. She, she wasn't at terms that he was gone. She didn't have a chance to reconcile her and Vic. And she wanted every moment, every minute back. And the fact that Brian was saying like, "Oh, at least he had those extra years." Those wouldn't even it's guaranteed. It's okay that
1: you don't get any more because you yeah. already got some that you didn't? Yeah.
0: It just kind of came off. It was the wrong time. It was the right, right thing, but the wrong time to say it. Yeah. And maybe the wrong tone. I too, think it was. Know?
1: I think she was not in the right place to hear it. Yeah, she wasn't what, ready. To I think that's it. more of what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> yeah, but, she
0: wasn't capable of receiving
1: that. Yeah, but Brian does. I think he can see her point, and that's kind of what he says. And she asks why he didn't see it then, and he says because he didn't know he had cancer then. And so now he's less flippant about the finality of death, and that's really what it is. It takes a minute for her to register what he said, And she starts to ask if he's all right. (laughs) She immediately goes into like checking on him. Oh, I love how she started like checking his
0: heart and fixing his coat and telling him he needs
1: to eat. Well, yeah, she tells him he tells her that the doctors think so, that he's all right. But he's like, but who really knows? Because that's another thing that's like it could happen at any point. Nobody really knows. And yeah, she's all in mommy mode. Uh, What are you doing out at two in the morning? You need to be home getting your rest. (laughs) And Brian tells her that he can't sleep because he keeps having Vic-filled dreams. <laughs> I wish, I'm,
0: I'm so happy that he did not tell her. He didn't
1: tell Vic's yeah. him. But yeah, he keeps having these dreams, these flashes of the procedure and just everything that he's going through. And she tells him, like, force yourself. And he says, yes, mother, which I love that. After telling Michael and Justin and Ted, I'm sure there's a part of Brian that wanted to tell Debbie. Right. But they, they were not in a, a great place. And I'm sure that you are probably like me in some ways. When you're sick, you kind of want your mom. Even if she can't a be girl? there physically, like, you're on the phone like, Mom.
0: You know I'm on the phone my mama. <laughs> yeah. My mama is sending um, mucinex through the mail type shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm a baby through and through. Yeah,
1: I am generally not a baby. So when I reach out to my mom, she knows, like, oh, you are, like, on your deathbed. Uh, right, that part. <laughs> <So>, yeah. <laughs> she asks him if his real mother knows. And he says so far only Michael, Justin, and Theodore. He hates to admit that he and Theodore are a thing now.
0: I love that him and Theodore are yeah,
1: a thing. Yeah, I do too. Now I want to tell him uh, Brian, just so you know, Ben knows. Yeah, come on now.
0: <laughs> ben knows. Okay. Yeah. And the of those damn walls are Hunter knows too.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, because he knows everything, <laughs> everything that happens up in that apartment. Yeah. Well, Debbie can't believe that nobody told her of the three of them. She seems shocked as hell. Yeah, yeah, Michael is most likely to tell. But yeah. And Brian pointedly looks at her in the eyes and says, I'm telling you, it's personal. And Brian's very mm-hmm. private and selective when it comes to his personal business in general and definitely about this. And so Debbie knows that it's a privilege to be getting this news directly from him because it shows her that he trusts her and how important she is. Right. Him. Um. She asks why he's telling her. And instead of admitting all that, he tells her a half truth. So you'll forgive me and take pity on me. But he just wants her to know. Right. Yeah. And then I think he wants what her reaction becomes like she she hugs him to her and she says you're going to be okay and I think that's really why he's right. telling her
0: exactly she is the mother figure to him you know yeah. like I mean she was a very important figure in um in his youth that's when you need all the love and just to see him just to see her embrace him like that and then in that in closing scene I was like see that's all he needed he needed yeah. some love you know true love and it was almost like watching, it, it took me back to my siblings. That's how my mom and my older brother interact. Like sometimes it's, they're always going to be good. She's always going to love him, but she gives him the most tough love. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like Brian is the older sibling. The mom is giving tough love to him, but she's always going to love him. So to see her embrace him, it was very warm for me.
1: Yeah, and Brian stands there like a kid, letting his mom comfort mm-hmm. him there on the on the street. I really loved this scene. I really like a lot of their scenes now. I'm not one who thinks that their relationship is perfect. I nah. think it's got its own issues. You know? Right. But I do love when they have moments like like this. And because this is the only mom that he knows. And he still wants that. Even though, remember in season one, he's like, I don't need any parents. Right. You know? But he still has the hunger for that. And right now that's being filled by, by uh, Debbie. I'm glad that Brian did take the first step. To reconciling their their relationship, like there was a time when he might have just said, "Oh well, you know, it is what it is." It's water under the bridge. Yeah, she's we'll mad. Move on. Yeah, yeah, well, or and not, or just like, well, I lost that because that's just kind of how he works sometimes.
0: But we just keep talking about this growth in mm-hmm. Brian, and he's not letting anybody go. I feel like as Brian has gotten older, he's pulled more people in.
1: Yeah, yeah. now he's able to admit and acknowledge the importance of these relationships mm-hmm. in his life. He's getting better at that. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I like that scene. <laughs>
0: It was really sweet. Yeah, I mean, it was funny, sweet. But I was like, "Damn, Debbie's still mad?
1: I know. Like, it's it feels like like it's been, it's been, been three a while. Four weeks. Already
0: yeah. it's been a month. Now. You were still mad?
1: Yeah. I mean, she's gotten over all this other stuff yeah. from other people a lot faster than that. But and I'm
0: like, girl, he spoke some truth. Like, yeah. I mean, it was just Brian. She always want to be mad at Brian because Brian never gave Michael, you know, a little piece, a little <laughs> sample. <laughs> and her baby been chasing this man for fifteen plus years. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, we see Lindsay in the kitchen making a grocery list. Mel comes in and asks her, and she asks Mel if she can think of anything that they need. And Mel says, Yeah, some batteries. Girl. They had Glenda's Magic Wand buzzing all night. They did.
0: I think they were playing <laughs> that line there, Richie, too, that all night long. Because they were in there. Girl, you didn't drain all, they went through all. The- when I, when they should have showed a scene of them, the remotes, uh, the backs off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's they, that's yeah, should've... Melanie should have come down the stairs, like, throwing away, like, yeah. eight batteries. Yeah,
0: that would have <laughs> been so funny.
1: Yeah. Well, Lindsay's a little embarrassed, but Melanie enjoyed the fact that Lindsay enjoyed it. And Melanie goes over their plans because this show is coming up. They're going to drop Gus off with their friend, Dusty, so they can go to the exhibit together. And Lindsay's acting all distracted. And she tells her she's decided not to go. Mel's like, but the whole thing was your idea. It's your show. You Mm -hmm. put it together. Like, it wouldn't even be happening if you hadn't insisted upon it. And Lindsay says, I spent enough time on that already. And she needs to be more attentive to Melanie and their family. Well, Melanie is a good partner here. She tells her, hey, when I feel like I'm not getting enough attention, I'll tell you. And she wants Lindsay to go and see the fruit of what she's been working on
0: all this time right oh well for one you looking really suspicious as yeah. in bro you fought so hard you fought so hard to get this to get this gig now you have you it.
1: invited this man to our home yes, for dinner
0: you did uh you've been working crazy hours i mean for real you spending every moment with this guy sketching and and putting all this together but now that it's here you want to give it up right also you was the sexiest and the freakiest you've ever been in I don't know when, because she said, I love, I haven't seen you turn that turned on in in forever. Yeah. You know, so you're acting different. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now that looks strange. I would love to hear her inner thoughts because you can see that Lindsay is battling herself within. I mean, she loves her wife. She loves her family. She loves her work. But somehow she created this crush Mm -hmm. that she has on and this fantasy. Mm -hmm. And I've been there like, I've never been in having sex with my partner and then, Think about somebody else. <laughs> but I've been there like where you've created, you work with this person so much or you admire them so much and your relationship just grown where you do have like this little crush. and uh, But she's taking it a bit far. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I think I, I would have kept my everyday routines going. I would have went to my show. But I mean, she's saying she just can't do it because she can't trust her own, you know, she can't trust yeah. herself, basically. I
1: think it, in a way it's good that she recognizes I need to put up a wall. right? And so in a way that I think, that is good, but it is suspicious the way that she's acting, you know. Yeah. Are
0: you a little suspect? Yeah,
1: for her personally, she needs this wall, but as far as communication with your partner, this looks very yeah. Melanie's not thinking she's anything not of it. it uh-uh. But uh I am.
0: Yeah, me too. i <laughs> my radar is always on the on the evil side. Yeah. What's so, going on?
1: Yeah, Lindsay's still saying no, but maybe she'll stop by later when it's over to see how things went. That's where they <laughs> that's where they leave it. We see Ted at the diner looking through some sports magazines, and Emmett comes over, and my heart just wants to dance, seeing the two of them being friends again. I know. Yes, I missed it. And Ted is trying to find a famous sports figure to model the Brown Athletics underwear line, but he doesn't know who any of these athletes are. Well, Emmett, who's been uh, beefing up on his football knowledge, offers to help. And he finds a photo of Drew Boyd in a magazine and says, well, what about him? He's the star quarterback for The Ironman, and Emmett knows all his stats and numbers. Okay. And he sounds like he should be on ESPN. That
0: like. part. Girl, sound like he even watched the game on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh Ted wants to know how he knows all of that. And Emmett, you know, makes up something, how Emmett does, and he just continues to drool over the magazine. And Ted says, Well, too bad he's straight. And Emmett says, a girl can always dream.
0: I'm like, Emma, you better than me, girl, because my lips are <laughs> loose, okay? Yeah. Loose. I don't know how you kept that in, but, yeah. girl. Yeah,
1: that is some, yeah. That's some tea, That baby. is some definite okay. tea worth sharing. I'm
0: for real. That's some chamomile. <laughs> That's some hibiscus. That's some, some lavender. Baby. Yeah. Okay, bring the honey and the lemon with it, okay? I <laughs> want it piping hot.
1: Yeah. Well, Michael and Justin are in Chinatown, and they tell Mister Knee that they are looking for something to improve performance performance of the sexual kind. <laughs> and Michael says for his friend, and uh, sure, that's what they all right, say. They all say that.
0: <laughs> but why is Mister um over here blasting their business so loud? Yes. Sexual, sexual, <laughs> Se- everybody coming out the back,
1: and then he insults Michael's face structure. Yeah, <laughs> girl,
0: so somebody's chin. Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> Lord have mercy. Well, Justin tells him it's about his boyfriend who's having radiation. And Mr. Nee says, oh, Western medicine, it'll kill you before it'll cure you. Well, he and his wife whip together some ingredients for them to make a tea and have, he says, you make the tea, have plenty good sex. Um, So, Mister and then I like the end of this thing, because Mr. Nee and his wife are the two of us. Like, which one do you think is the top?
0: For real, girl. <laughs> oh, my God, a little shady ass. Yeah,
1: well, is... they both look like bottoms to me. Yeah, yeah. big bottoms. Mm-hmm. It may seem a little, like, why in the world are we now in Chinatown at this place? But I think, uh, like Ben, of course, was the thing that led us here because it said Correct. Ben uses these people. But I, there are a lot of people who explore alternative types of medicine, and so I think yeah. they had to kind of. And I'm glad they did though, because
0: you got to think outside the box. He's right. already doing the Western medicine. Right. He's going through radiation and it's killing his body, or well, not killing his body, but you know,
1: it's well, causing so some think, issues yeah, it with issues. the body. Yeah, but
0: we we think it's causing issues with the body. Well, we already know that Brian is having these images right. in his head, mm-hmm. um, but. I try anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would if my if somebody that was close to me, a loved one, was close to me, and if I if I need to go to Chinatown and get some of this dragon soup or something, right. whatever the case, yeah. I mean, I'm getting it. If I need to climb the mountain, you know, right. like the Golden Child, I am going. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm doing it.
1: We see Brian at the steam room, and he's trying on his own too. Uh, he's trying to get some in- inspiration with uh, his little blockage issue, but it doesn't work. He's just too in his head.
0: Right. Well, for one, it's just so it's a sad thing. I mean, for one, it's not a performance thing; it's a mental thing for him. Right. So, I mean, I don't feel like it doesn't matter where you're going to be, Brian. You know, yeah. until you can get your mind correct, you wrap your head around it. You know that yes, this happened, but I'm still Brian Kenny. It's never going to come up.
1: Exactly. Yeah, he's putting way too much pressure, and that's yeah. making it worse. Because like, why isn't this happening? Why isn't this happening? Well, it's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's the
0: truth. It's almost like your first time. Can I get y'all a personal? <laughs> um, i never forget my, my first time I was so nervous like so nervous and I, I wanted to but um, Lil Kente he just wasn't working he just he's not gonna just he just was not gonna deliver at all but you know my partner made it made it really fine and, and she was it was a she she made me feel really comfortable whatever cause like, it's okay it's okay but I mean it was when you add all that added pressure to it it just creates that blockage and that's what he's doing like he's saying that I have to be perfect. I got to get back to what I am. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to slay these streets of Pittsburgh. No, you're not. Right. You're like, you're or not, not that today. S- yeah, yeah, not today. You're mm-hmm. not that same guy. Get your body together first. Get your mental together first. You got a lot on your plate. Clear some of that out. Then you'll be able to be back to the regular Brian Kenny.
1: Yeah. Well, someone who is not having that issue, that's Drew <laughs> and Emmett. <laughs> they are back in the hotel room and Drew is getting dressed. Emmett starts making his pitch, trying to convince Drew to share his beauty with the world. Like, yes, Emmett, come through for your former, hopefully, will be again bestie. Yes, come through. Uh, He tells Drew that he has a friend who works for an ad agency who says Brown Athletics is looking for a new underwear model. And Drew is not interested in posing in his undies because people will think he's a homo. It's like, oh, dude. You're so shallow. Bless your heart. You've got, yeah, you have been... Too much bad information has been ingrained <laughs> in you. Yeah. Yeah. The internalized homophobia runs real deep with this one. Well, Emmett says what everyone will think is I wish I had a body like that and that someone would pay me all that money to show it off. So right. he's helping him like reframe it in his mind. And he tells him to pose and they do a cute little photo shoot. And what I like about this scene is we get to see some personality from, from Drew. Because from mm-hmm. we just saw him kind of be a jerk. And then we see his body, but we don't really know anything else. No,
0: but yeah, Emmett is, what Emmett is good at is allowing people to really be themselves. Exactly. And to break down all those walls that you have built up. And that's what he's doing. Like Emmett just encouraged him so much. Like, I mean, when he pushed his butt out, it was cute. It was fun. It was playful, you know? And then Emmett also was able to, you know, get round two popping.
1: That's true. (laughs) So, uh, you have to delay that that, uh, checkout a little
0: bit. (laughs) Yeah, for real, baby. We're going to do a little late checkout. Yeah.
1: Well, Hunter and Michael are getting ready to go shopping. Michael is refusing to pay one hundred and fifty dollars for ripped jeans, like old people. Like,
0: <laughs> I'm thinking right now, I got thirty pairs of Diesel in my in my closet right now. Yeah. You know, my like, lord.
1: A Hunter says, "Please, Dad. I mean, dude." And Ben <laughs> walks in, and Michael and Hunter are trying to like hustle him back out the door because they're heading out. But Ben says, "If it's okay with Michael, he'll pass." No, it's not okay, See, because I'm, this was planned.
0: That's what I was talking about. Like, you knew this was planned,
1: yeah. and you already told the little dude that it was planned. Yeah, well, and even Hunter is like, you know, trashy movie, greasy pizza, overpriced clothes. What more could a man ask for? He's like, no, this is, this is what we're doing. This is the thing. Well, Ben says he got invited to Edmund White's lecture, and Michael wants to know who invited him. And he says, Anthony. And Michael is not surprised or impressed by Mm-mm. that. Well, Ben says, it's important to me. And Michael says, "Well, this already planned family outing is important to Hunter." And uh Ben tells him, "Well, it doesn't take two of us to buy Hunter a pair of jeans. That's not the point."
0: It's not the point. It's making it's having a family outing. It's making that connection. We're doing something as a family, something that Hunter has never experienced before. Right.
1: We're all about showing him family and yeah. unity and and it doesn't matter. We said we're all doing it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I do love how Hunter steps in because yes. they're about to get, Michael was about to let his ass have it. Yes. Little Deborah was coming out and Michael. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, I love that. I wrote that down too. Like the Hunter steps steps in to prevent this argument because mm-hmm. he sees how things have been between the two of them right. lately. And he's just, and so he offers like, hey, why don't y'all both stay home? I'll take the card. True.
2: <laughs> do
0: you think he's doing that because um, he truly cares for them? Or does he know if they split up, it's a potential chance that he's going to have to move out, go to a foster home or a little bit of both?
1: I think it's a little bit of both because I I do think the first one is he does care about them, mm-hmm. but also it's like what does that mean for me? Like I'm a, am a factor in this too. That's with any family unit right. when one person is pulled from that, everybody's gonna be affected. True. So yeah, mm-hmm. what do you think?
0: No, no, a little bit of both for sure. I agree with everything you just said for sure. Yeah. But I just I thought that look at this growth on Hunter. He's stepping yeah, up. I yeah, I know the thing. It's about, twice that he's done that.
1: Yeah. Well. Aside from the stuff that Ben is doing to his relationship with Michael, I also feel like he keeps putting Hunter in an awkward position yep. because he's having to like, Oh, I can't tell this dad about this because he'll get upset mm-hmm. and I have to So yeah.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have to go he shouldn't have to go through that being sixteen. Yeah. Being and,
1: a kid. Right. And we've already said multiple times that Michael should absolutely be considerate to what Ben is dealing with, but how long do I have to accommodate to accommodate these issues that you are refusing to work through?
0: Yeah. It gets to a point where it's like, baby, we gotta work through this. Like yeah. we gotta let's let's get it down. Let's, yeah, let's like I'll give this. you
1: time to like feel it, but I wanna see that you're working and making progress. And True. I don't know that Ben's been doing that. I think he's got sidetracked.
0: So I wonder if Ben's first book, like it was picked up the moment that it was written, it was picked up by the first at um uh, publishing house. I mean, like what what You have never experienced no's before. You know, I'm an actor. I get turned down no all the damn time. Like I do not go crazy on bread. You Uh know, like I just don't. I don't. I don't go out. I'm not seeking attention. Like. You this not your first rodeo, like
1: right? And it's probably you know when it's at first when you're just like maybe this will be something, maybe it won't. And it was probably more of like the therapeutic process of him actually writing his journey and his story that Mm -hmm. first time. And so you just put it out there and like maybe it becomes something. Well, then then it did. And now you feel established, so you feel like your second one ought to flow in easy. And what's making it worse is Michael's success as something that was just a little Mm pastime for him. So that's making it worse too.
0: True. Well, it's a little shitty. It's a little shitty that you kind of low-key should know Michael's Parade. Right. You know? mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. just a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're at least about middle-key. You Yeah, ain't low yeah, key yeah, no middle-key.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for
1: real. You're in the mid-range yeah. key.
0: for real, for yeah. real.
1: Edmund White is an interesting story. He is a pioneer in the gay novel genre. And I own one of his books. I found it at a used book sale. But I should probably try to venture into more of them because I really enjoy the one that I have. So I kind of understand Ben wanting to go, but still. Mm. So we see Lindsay, and uh, she's getting around here lying because she tells Sydney that she she it couldn't be helped. You know, she missed it because it couldn't be helped. And because this show is over... And so when you have to start lying, those are also red flags.
0: Flags.
1: (laughs) Even if you're not lying to your partner, you're lying about the way the choices you're making.
0: Facts. But you know what? (laughs) I don't know if you even caught this though. So you know, she had the conversation with Sydney. He said the checks and all the money is flowing. Like it was a good night. Like uh I mean, her idea worked. Like Uh she did that. Like Lindsay, I'm proud of you. But you said that the baby was sick. Male got off work late, but yet you still show up at the end in some patent leather high heel boots. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and look like a mini skirt. For you know real? what I'm saying? Uh, baby girl, you knew it was over. Like, why you didn't come in those mom yeah. jeans that you always wear? For real. Because you,
1: know? you know she can frump it yeah, up. Yeah, that
0: part. Okay. But she knew or she was hoping that Sam was still going to be lingering around the gallery.
1: Mm, Something was going on. Yeah. I saw red flags and I noted that she was wearing a red jacket.
0: (laughs) A red jacket with some black patent leathers. I was like, okay, baby, that's shiny boots. I see you.
1: Yeah. So like you were saying, the show was a huge success. And she tells Sydney, okay, great. Then you go on home. I'll lock up. I'll turn everything off. And so she starts doing that. And old scummy Sam happens to still be there. And he asks her where she was, and she pretends to have been busy. But uh, he has her number, though. Yeah. And she keeps shutting things down and bends over to turn over a computer, and he's, like, removing her coat. He says he's responding to his senses, (laughs) which is what an artist does. (laughs) And Lindsay tells him to back off, and he asks if she's sure, and she is, but Sam's not sure that she's sure, (laughs) <laughs> and he calls her out for her contradictory feelings regarding him. Ex. Yeah, she tells him to leave, and he says, "Find me. You're not fooling me." As he heads out the door, well, she follows him. And she he was on go. the way he out. Ba- he
0: already gone. Why are you yeah, following? I mean, he has okay. to exit, yeah. and
1: she follows him, saying that I have no feelings for you. How could I? I'm a lesbian. That but, right there was like, uh, uh, uh. yeah. Well, she's trying to convince herself is yes. what I think because the next thing we know, they painting the walls at the gallery. <laughs> um that was. That, I was like,
0: as, okay. I don't know why. <laughs> I hold maybe because she's actually married. I hold Lindsay to a different standard because although Emmett is over here creeping with this man, that's I know engaged, it's
1: like I totally realize my hypocrisy. Yes,
0: here. I know. like, Emmett's creeping with him. I'm giving Lindsay mad side eye. Like, I know. I don't, I'm like, no. Like
1: I just don't feel good about having watched that.
0: I know, I don't. At all. And not with him. Not you know? with him, not with yeah. him. I mean, Yes, y'all, y'all have mutual interests, but at the same time, girl, no. You yeah. have a wonderful wife at home who is pushing you to be great. It'd be different if she's not pushing you to be great. She's holding you back. Right. you're doing too much, but she is, she is there to encourage you. Right. And you do this with him? When you already know the type of man this man is? I mean, ugh. Oh, I, would just, I know
1: mm. i i'm gonna have to keep thinking well i don't want to think about it but i'm gonna have to i don't know comment on all her <laughs> stuff like, and on the one hand it's like okay well maybe it's good that it's him because he's he's probably gonna like move on you know and just like on to the next town on to the next show and so it's just this kind of thing but but, but that's the like well, Then you throw it away for nothing Yeah, exactly so. that's
0: worse like it'd be different if this became something and then you and mel had to split or something but yeah for this man to get your goodies that you haven't given up to a man in forever, you right. know, well, we don't know how they got Gus. Um, <laughs> well,
1: no, no, no. That was all medical. That okay, wasn't well, natural. They had in vitro back then?
0: Huh? They had in vitro back back then? Yeah. The, the artificial stuff?
1: hmm mm-hmm. Well, because remember with, they did, uh, you know, Melanie's pregnant, they did that at the house.
0: Oh, yeah. You sure right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... <laughs> Like, I was like, hell no. Nah. So he can hit it and quit it and go on back to the assistant, to go on back to the news report, to go on back to the right. next girl at the next event. And
1: then he got five wives. Yeah, five there. wives, what? you know.
0: Yeah. And you hear the way he talk about, like, no, nah, it wasn't worth it, girl. You could have convinced Brian to give you some thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't think like, She would have tried to. She would have tried. I don't think but, he would have. <laughs> but still, you know, like, not him. He, 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 it was He's not the one. My thing is now she's going to kill herself thinking that she just cheapened herself. Yeah. You know? And then why did you do it? You already had the event. There was no need for you to even get it. it'd be different if you was, you know, no, it wouldn't even be no different if you smashing your way to the top. But still, <laughs> at least you got something in the end. What did you get from that? What did yeah. you get? You didn't.
1: Well, you didn't I guess we'll have that. to see some more to see if she did get anything from it. I just Well I she
0: better to... not have gotten pregnant. She'll
1: she get d- pregnant. She, I just need to pause this conversation because your face is telling me something i'm not ready to talk about my thoughts on Lindsay and sam yet so we're gonna pause that and move on lord have mercy we see somebody else oh my gosh ben is laid back chilling at anthony's why he at anthony's go to the show and go home well when i saw the first two seconds of this scene i was like you know what no because they are all team too much right now like no. I'll...
0: <laughs> when I saw Anthony grab the wine bottle and start pouring I said, he's trying to liquor him up.
1: Yeah, I was like, okay, Ben, fine. You wanted to go to the lecture because this is a writer who inspired you and you're trying to get your little embers back into yes. the flame. Like, I get it. But nobody said about Rika. Listen, uh, listen, I can knockout. only handle one person doing the most at a time. This whole season, <laughs> it's been like three people doing the most at the same always, time. Yep. Always, <laughs> yeah, Always, and that is a lot. But fine, we got to do this because this is the scene. So they are polishing off a bottle of wine and talking about the lecture and Anthony particularly enjoyed the part where he talks about how being positive changed his life. And Ben says what constantly impresses and amazes him is how when confronted with the worst of circumstances, gay men somehow managed to rise to the challenge to survive and go on. And I would say that about the entire queer community. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Anthony says like Edmund white, like you, and then Anthony leans across, he does the lean in, and he kisses him. Now, well, first of all, <laughs> you know good and got doggone well that Ben saw that kiss coming. He
0: saw that kiss coming. <laughs> but Ben, and you see, Ben did not stop anything. Like, he, you baby.
1: Well, and second, it took Ben a little too long to stop it. Yes. And so when they finally part, Ben says, if this is where all this has been leading, you've made a mistake. But Anthony doesn't think so.
0: No, nah, uh, he was like, basically, Anthony was like, Yes, I know you got a man at home. Yeah. I know you got a son too. And I'm not going to jeopardize that because what I want is no strings attached.
1: Basically. Yeah, that's what he says. He's <laughs> like, I know all that. I know you have all of that, but he doesn't want anything that he can't have. All he wants, all he's wanted from the moment that he saw Ben and fantasized about him, admired him, he's wanted to be like him. Uh, he wants Ben to give him the gift to make him positive.
0: Girl, I was like, the gift? Yeah. (laughs) What gift?
1: And Ben's like, whoa, what? And he says, it's gonna happen anyway, but, and Ben's like, yeah, but not if you're, not if you're safe. Anthony doesn't want to be safe. He says, all of his friends who've converted feel liberated and free. They don't have to worry about it anymore. And he wants to be like them and like Ben. Now, I noticed the way that he spoke in the last episode, but I couldn't say anything. But, he used the word converted then almost in a spiritual sense mm. when he was talking to Ben. He's like, yeah, the way you, were, you wrote about your conversion in your in your book. And he talks about how that conversion put Ben in a different space, like physically and spiritually and all this stuff. And so there was something very weird about the way he was talking yeah. about it to begin with. Well, Anthony makes another move. And now Ben hops up right. saying it's late and he has to go home.
0: Okay. So let me ask you this before I even get my my thoughts on the scene do you think Ben would roll with the whole sex Okay, thing. that's my
1: question for you. Yeah, okay. I have that question written down, <laughs> underlined, highlighted, yes. and start. Does Ben go Girl, through with this? Ben if, was gonna go through. Okay? If Anthony didn't bring up the HIV stuff. If he didn't bring that I'm, up. Okay, when he was letting, I mean, he was letting him kiss him on the chest yes. he was talking. And then if you look at his mouth, his lips are tooted.
0: Yeah, they are. Like, he was waiting for the kiss. Because like, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he let Anthony unbutton the shirt, mm-hmm. rub the chest. And you can say he's just
1: trying to listen, but you don't, Girl, you don't have no, to be still no. to
0: hear. I would have <laughs> grabbed your hands in your face and kind of pushed you back and I'm going to listen to you, you know. But yeah. Ben was enjoying it a little much because he said, I admire you. I've always admired you. You know, like, so he's filling him with these words, you know, all these kind, nice, sexy words. Getting Ben going. Ben, I, I said it last episode, when you're in a weak state,
1: right. you do weak things. And you're, you know? he was desperate for attention, yeah. desperate for some flattery, desperate for someone to validate him. And, yep, put yep. himself in a dangerous situation. He so sure did. I, you know, and at this point, this episode, they've all been trifling. So, sure, he's <laughs> going through it.
0: <laughs> yeah. He was going through it.
1: Yeah. He I was. mean, I don't have the emotional capacity to deal with any of them right now. Because,
0: no, not at all. Um... My thoughts now, this was a sad scene for me Mm -hmm. because I hate to see Ben in such a low place and his self-esteem because he's always one with high self-esteem. So to see him such so low that he would allow himself to be put in a predicament like this, it was very sad. Another saddening thing to see a young person who is living in fear because they think HIV is everything. Just because you're gay, you're going to contract HIV. I can't go on my life. So I'd rather just have it and get it out the way. with. That is such a sad mindset. That was terrible. Who you're seeking Right. to be infected on purpose. If you truly respected and truly knew Ben, then you would know Ben does everything in his power to stay healthy, right. to inspire others to be healthy. This man was leaving his boyfriend to go to, um, gave up his apartment everything just to go to Tibet so he could try to find out more ways to keep to stay healthy you know right. he got himself addicted I mean, he gave to steroids hunter a box of condoms yeah when
1: i first met him exactly
0: gave hunter a box before he even knew right. knew knew the guy yeah. gave him condoms to stay safe he's always talking about how to be safe uh and things like that you to be able to be that low to go and to be, to be able to be that low to be put in a predicament like this a situation like this I mean that was just extremely sad, and I felt sad for the young kid, the young kid Anthony too. But it yeah. kind of makes sense now. It, it actually makes sense where his mindset is and his thinking.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit more, a little bit more later. Well, surprisingly, maybe to some, but not surprisingly to me, Brian and Justin seem to be doing well <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, over at the loft. And you know, all of these couples fight, but to me. Something that I see with Brian and Justin, like after they have a fight, they come back together and they're always stronger than they were before and they see each other more clearly and themselves more clearly. So I feel like when they fight and they get back together, it's a healthier version well, of them. They actually
0: talk their problems out though. Like they have those they have good communication when it need when it's needed. Brian is gonna always withhold. He is, mm-hmm. but once everything comes out and laid on the table, they have those uncomfortable conversations that needs to be had yeah. where I feel like Michael and Ben are kind of let things be drawn all the way out. And then by the time you address it, I mean, you're enraged. Um, and then the same thing with Emmett and Ted, I just felt like they didn't have a lot of conversations. And clearly we know that Melanie and Lindsay, they're not having the conversations that needs to be had. But yeah. um, uh, with, with Brian and Justin, like they have these conversations. They yeah. fight for each other, you know, and they know that the love is strong.
1: Yeah, and typically their fights are about the path forward. It's right. like, we want we want to move forward, but we might disagree about what that moving forward looks right. like, and that's what prompts their fight. Mm-hmm. But I think that's important that the key thing is we're fighting over how we're going to move forward because that's the, the assumption the intention is to move forward. Correct. But how we're going to do that mm-hmm. a lot of times causes a fight with the two of them. Anyway, so Justin is whipping up a batch of tea for <laughs> Brian. It kind of reminds me of in... I think it was season one when he was whipping up a, a hangover remedy for you. Yeah. So he's always trying mm-hmm. to, you know, nurse him back to health. And I like that Justin is doing this for Brian and not for himself. Like, we know Justin can go get his needs met oh, somewhere yeah. else. Like, that's not an issue. But he knows that it's important for Brian to have control of his virility again. So he's trying to to help him. And also, I'm sure he would like to benefit from the resurrection Maybe. of the Titanic. So he's trying
0: to get on that Titanic, okay? <laughs> yeah. He said he ain't going to be like the captain going to go down with the ship, okay?
1: <laughs> yeah. But I just imagine that Justin has been taking such good care of him because if not, Debbie would be over there. So yeah. I think the fact that she's staying away, not coming over with macaroni and tuna casserole every hour <laughs> on the hour, right. I'm sure it's because Brian told her everything was fine And we know that Justin doesn't have A anything. He's going to hold A everything. He sure
0: is, okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, So he takes Brian some tea that does not smell so great. And he tells him that it's some kind of magic potion. It's supposed to hopefully make him large. Very, very (laughs) large. And Brian looks at him for a moment. And I think he recognizes this for what it is. It's not just in complaining or rushing or criticizing him because he hasn't been able to... um, Get it in. Right.
0: (laughs) But he knows this is going to make Brian a better person. Make him feel whole again once that's working properly.
1: Right. And so, Brian knows that this is Justin helping him because he loves him. And there's no pressure or expectation. Uh, Like, sure, he would love for it to work. But for Brian's peace of mind, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And Justin understands him and knows how important this is. And so, he's trying something that even Justin doesn't really necessarily believe in. Right. But... And even though sex should be the least of his worries while he's battling cancer, it's not for Brian. Mm-hmm. And Justin gets that. So he's like, all right, we're going to gonna we're gonna try this.
0: We're going to make this work.
1: Yeah. So Brian looks at this man who keeps staying, who keeps trying to heal him, who keeps loving him. And he takes the mug of smelly tea and he knocks it back. <laughs> and uh, I don't think Brian's too optimistic, but he's doing this for Justin. Right. Because Justin is doing it for him. Mm-hmm. And it's just this beautiful circle of love <laughs> and it moves us all. So, You're, yeah. I originally thought
0: that Brian was about to throw that damn cup of tea. I was like,
1: because <laughs> he can get a little yeah, dramatic. I was
0: like, don't, these last couple of encounters with Brian, he's been throwing shit. <laughs> yeah, but, you better watch out, bro. He's
1: been acting real over the top. Yeah. <laughs> well, the tea is disgusting. And Justin says, who cares as long as it works? And I think what he's saying is something you were saying earlier we'll do whatever it takes. Right. And Justin kisses him and hopes that between that and the tea, something might rekindle the fire in Brian's life gate.
0: I mean, he needs to let it just settle. It just, <laughs> yeah. it just hit the throat. Like, <laughs> it just hit the throat. And he already, you feel anything? Yeah. Not, damn, it's not even in my stomach yet, babe. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's not having the desired effect yet. But again, something we said, I'll go ahead and slip it in here in case I forget to mention it later. But. It's not a physical thing. Right. It's a it's a psychological thing. Correct. And so were this trying to fix a physical problem, maybe the two would work, but it's not a physical thing. Um, Brian says maybe maybe won't do that, but maybe it can stop me from thinking about what's no longer there in that in its place it's a piece of plastic or um from picturing them removing the disease ridden junk Oh. Um. or maybe it can stop him feeling so terrible after they burn him to a crisp with their ray gun to the point where all he wants to do is dig a hole and climb in only he's too busy vomiting so cancer and radiation suck that's what we're getting from uh, it's him so
0: sad because yeah. he never really goes into detail about what he's right. experiencing so that was a l- good little snippet little you know preview of what he's going through yeah. he let us in on that and he let justin in on that mm-hmm. because we we all know that cancer has and radiation has side effects.
1: Yeah, and I like that even though we're not seeing him, like we saw it last episode, right. him running off to the restroom and him looking very weak and pale. And so he's getting better, but he's mm-hmm. still, still suffering with it. it. And yeah. then then you think like that all has a psychological toll on it too. Like I've known people who've been in this situation, and there's a physical side, but there's also the psychological side of of treatment and all that that comes with it. I do think it's good and healthy that Brian is getting that is getting all this out, that he's saying all this stuff. He's frustrated about it all and he can't find relief and pleasure in the thing that he's always found it in mm-hmm. before. And he's not taking it out on Justin, which is also a really good thing. He's telling him, but he's not like yelling at him about it. Mm-hmm. And because when he gets up off the floor, he gives Justin a little love tap, just like, this ain't about you or the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I'm glad that he is letting someone else know what's going on in his head. And I'm glad that he's letting Justin be that person because Justin made it very clear. That that's who he wants to be in right. this situation. Um, and so, yeah, he gets all that out. And Justin walks over and he's massaging his shoulders, trying to calm him as best he can. And he says, well, there's got to be something. Yeah. All this, I think, is very, even though it's a sad and sucky situation there. And I think this is very, it shows how healthy they are as a couple right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just that Justin is still there taking care of him when Brian can do nothing for him sexually. True.
0: So. And it just shows, also, that um, sex is is a part of the relationship, but not the majority right. of their relationship. Which most people yeah. would
1: think, definitely, probably most of their friends would think that it is. Yeah, like, oh,
0: he's only with him because he's
1: he's so young, mm-hmm. he's twenty year old, da
0: da da. Like, no, Justin is more than that. He's more than sex. Yeah, the sex is good and it's great. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I care for this man, right. and I mean, and it's also giving Brian a glimpse. Uh, I think you already said it, but it's giving Brian a glimpse of just who Justin really is. Justin does not have to be there. That's a lot. of It could be a lot of stress for a twenty-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, to oh, deal gosh, with. Oh yeah. gosh, so much
1: stress. Yeah. So
0: I mean, the fact that he's there trying to figure out ways to make you feel better, I mean, it just shows how much he loves you.
1: I got a question for you. Oh, I'm ready. Do you think Justin is tricking right now?
0: No, hell no. I don't think he got too much going on to be tricking. Yeah. He's trying to worry about his man getting healthy. He's right, working on a movie deal. Like, no, he has right. too much going on. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't think he is either. And and but I don't think he's telling Brian that he's not. Because Brian would throw him off another Kenny Cliff. Yeah. Tour. if he thought that Justin was denying himself something just to appease him mm-hmm. and his feelings, like Brian would not like that. And if Brian throws sunshine out that loft one more time, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm so, telling you I'm, like, I'm making a trip. Just stay gone, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, for real. I don't mean that. Don't stay gone, baby. <laughs> right,
0: but I'm. I'm no. I'm pulling up though. Okay, and you're going back, but I'm pulling up.
1: Yeah, um, for real. And you know your man is a drama queen, so go back, <laughs> but make him pay for that vacation to Abita because you deserve that. You deserve it, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, we see Lindsay coming from the shower, and she's going. Into their bedroom, and I'm like, "Honey, that kind of dirty. Don't wash clean." You sure
0: (laughs) done, baby, because you still look dirty. When she was walking in the hallway, I'm like, "Ooh, you look bad, girl."
1: Yeah. Melanie is in bed asleep, and Lindsay comes slipping in all wet and adulterous. (laughs) So, (laughs) 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 Melanie congratulates her on a successful show and says, "Aren't you glad I made you go?" And so she falls back asleep, but. uh, I'm like,
0: girl, you should have kept her ass at home.
1: Yeah, Lindsay is there with uh, eyes wide open. Yeah. I will talk more about all this, I think, in the next episode, but it's not a double standard because Emma is a man and Lindsay is a female. Like, that has nothing to do with it. I just, I might need to hear a little more from other people involved to round out my opinions on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean,. My heart still goes out to Lindsay. It's sometimes yeah. you just fall for the temptation, mm-hmm. you know, like you you fall prey to it. It does not make her a bad, it doesn't no, make no, her an at awful at person. I mean, it's something that I, would not, I wouldn't have expected from her character. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she seems like she's very morally right always. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad they kind of dirtied her up because we haven't seen Lindsay get dirty. She's always the one, you know, male cheated on her. She was home, still with the baby by herself. Mm-hmm. She couldn't even, like, she had a, a roommate move in. Male thought she was cheating with the man. You know, like, she's always the one fixing. So to see her, I'm glad they kind of, like, muddied her up and gave her, like, a true human feel because we do make mistakes. Right. I we mean, do. we do fall for temptations, you yeah, know? Yeah.
1: I mean, I can say I don't like something or agree with a choice a person makes. And I'm not saying that to judge you or to condemn right. you, but.
0: You're speaking your own truth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But. I have a feeling that we're going to get an opportunity to talk a lot more about the Lindsay situation. So I'm withholding okay. my, uh, just because I know people are going to be like, you didn't say this or you didn't address that. I'm gotcha. intentionally withholding my thoughts on some Lindsay stuff for a minute.
0: Okay. Well, then I'm, I'm going to follow back till I get some more info. <laughs> I'm going to follow back till I get some more info, too.
1: Well, we see Debbie and she's kneeling at a chapel and lighting a prayer candle. I guess. I think that's what's happening. I, I don't know. I do I didn't go to that kind of church Right. Uh, well she's saying a prayer for her brother Vic who is gay and she says which seems to bother some of the people working for the big man upstairs well Debbie says considering what's been going on in the church lately they've got some nerve judging others and I think this is when like a lot of stuff was coming about priest? about those priests uh-huh. and the younger the young kids and the very inappropriate very illegal behavior mm-hmm. towards them so I think that's what was going on at the at the time, she knows that God has more love in his heart than his people do. And she prays that there's a special place in heaven for Vic. And then she also prays for Brian. And she says that the biggest organ he's got is his heart. So please make him well. Beautiful prayers for right. both men. And I especially love what she says about Brian because quiet as it kept. And even though he would deny it, he really does have a really big heart. Girl,
0: they all know that. He's shown it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, from him saving the community, putting up everything that he owns, you know, for the concerned citizens. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did that. Giving his car up to Michael so they could yeah. run for, with Hunter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he doesn't have to do Even any of that. Even like, yeah, giving
1: Lindsey Gus. Yeah,
0: giving Lindsey Gus. Yeah. Like a
1: lo- and you can say, like, he might have had all these other reasons for that, too. But this was his friend who wanted a child, and he had the ability to help her. And so exactly. he did. Exactly.
0: I mean, he he does. I mean, I know there's tons of other things that he's done over these last four seasons. Uh, my mind just is flooded with yeah, things yeah. I can't think of something specific. But he shows his love. He's gonna be an ass. That's Brian. He's sarcastic. Mm-hmm. But what you can't say is that he's not a good friend and he's not loving. Right. Because he is very loving. Now, if you
1: think of him in a lesser way, if you hold him to a lower standard, he ain't gonna try to go out of his way to right. prove you wrong. But if you recognize that in him, which is what eventually people started to do, then he's gonna. That's what you'll see mm-hmm. that he does have a that he does have a big heart and now I'm thinking about a very young Brian Kenney who just needed to be loved and why would I do that because then I just want to go cry for five hours
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. though but I could only imagine his upbringing with Joan and Jack yeah like, oh, or Jack and Joan like they the worst
1: well, Debbie makes to leave and speaking of we see Joan Kenney and Yuck <laughs> and they exchange a few words and Joan offers her condolences for Uncle Vic. And she understands what it's like losing a sibling. She says, "You know, at least we have our children, provided they are talking to us." Because the last time that we know she spoke to Brian was when he was cussing her out after the whole Claire and her devil child. Where she needed to be
0: all cussed all the way out. And you know, I love parents. I don't never disrespect for the people like that. But what y'all did was like unacceptable. You
1: refused to parent him, and you just became an awful person. So, yeah. Debbie tells her that maybe she should give Brian a call because maybe there's something she wants to say to him. If it ain't sorry, you can keep it, girl. That part, okay. Yeah. Well, Ted and Emmett are at Debbie's, and Ted tells him that, that he got Drew. Drew was going to do the underwear model like, thing. Come through Emmett, yeah.
0: come and through. And he
1: can't believe it. Emmett says, well, it's not all that unbelievable since they're paying him a million dollars. Well, Emmett's not supposed to know that. So that's exactly. like a little slip. He also slips later and calls him Drewzy. That's oh, I died. Yeah. And I like in this scene, they have a little bit of a hiccup in their conversation, but it allows them to get some truth out about something that has always been a pet peeve of Emmett's mm-hmm. in their friendship. But now it's like, we can be honest with each other now.
0: Yeah, uh, completely <laughs> honest. They're
1: at the point, like, if we're going to rebuild this, we're going to rebuild it
0: the right s- way. The right way. Yeah. True. But it was also fun seeing them play, because the way Emmett broke the whole situation down, like, well, you would, you would not tell me anything, then i will take 10 minutes trying to get out of you, and then 10 minutes, it was cute. He you would sit
1: over there sulking. Because, yes. like, I don't I sulk. Sulk. Like, <laughs> it
0: was so funny to see their that friendship kind of come back Mm -hmm. and uh because it was rocky i didn't think they were ever going to come back like the way um theodore was acting i was like "Ooh, mm -mm, it's not gonna happen but to see that that lightness again with them and then them helping each other out i mean it's kind of it brought happy vibes all over my body
1: yeah ted was sure that drew would say no and that he'd have to face brian's wrath but none of that happened and he says all because of emmett but not in the way that we are thinking. He just says right. Emmett's the one who suggested him. But Ted has been feeling himself, and he says, well, I must have been pretty impressive if I com- convinced a big-timer like Drew Boyd to stand around his shorts. Like, okay, Teddy.
0: Yeah. First thoughts, <laughs> I was thinking that he knew Emmett, you know, and mm-hmm. that he knew Emmett. Emmett had a hand with this, as so he was trying to run some reverse psychology. But then I was like, is this man really believing this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. No, he
1: really thinks this was all him. Okay,
0: yeah, Ted, you, you, you're pushing it, baby.
1: Yeah. I like Emmett helping Ted get this victory because it wasn't that long ago that he wanted Ted to be Bell. seated in the mm-hmm. loser section. Mm-hmm. And so he really is moving forward. He really is getting his own healing from that, too. And But Emmett, another thing I noticed here, Emmett is really on top of his Novotny beautification project because he's painting Debbie's door red. Yeah. Like we saw him doing some yard art mm-hmm. the time when Blake stopped by like here. He's doing like a centerpiece thing on the table. So, yeah. I like seeing him coming into Debbie's space and making these little right. improvements and like you know putting little touches of him what and he all does. around. Yeah, yeah. He getting
0: a little sprinkle on it, a little a little sprizzle.
1: Yeah. Well, we see Ben back at the library checking out some books, and he's talking to Anthony. And Anthony apologizes for putting Ben in an awkward situation, and Ben says that it was upsetting, and he tells Anthony that he has no idea what it's like to be positive. That it's not something he should want. And Anthony says, well, it's too late because he went to a conversion party and had unprotected sex with a dozen or so g- positive guys. And he hopes it worked. He should know in a couple of weeks about the same time that Ben's books are due back.
0: I just want to grab him up by the shirt collar. And for one, then then you cheapened Ben, too. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like you were trying to use Ben the same night that he he turned you down. You went to a party and got smashed by a dozen dudes. Like it was, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Like,
1: Okay, so I have a question for you. Okay. Had you heard of Bug Chasers before? This? No. I was going to ask
0: you, is this really a thing?
1: It's really a thing.
0: Oh, my God.
1: I did not know it was a thing before this show, but now that I know, I can't unknow. And I have read way too many articles about this. Really? Like, yeah. this It's still a real thing. Now, some people, they just do it virtually, and so it's just like the idea right. of it. But some people, it's like in real life uh, still a thing. And so there are the chasers, the bug chasers, which is what Anthony would be. There are the the gift Gift givers, givers, which mm -hmm. are the people who are positive. There is like the actual process of gift giving. There's something called generationing. And so that is when like, if I'm a positive person and then I intentionally, sometimes by consent, sometimes not. Uh That's when I know, if I pass it on to someone else, then it's like, okay, that is my first generation. Like that's like my son or whatever. And then like, is some people it's like building this legacy, general like yeah, generationing is a thing. No, it's against on. the and law. And then the other thing is stealthing, which is when you pass it on when they don't know that you're passing it on to them. Girl, yeah. And for some people, it's like a fetish thing for them. Like it's like playing Russian roulette. Like, ooh, did I did I get it? Did I not get it? Like it's the thrill of that. Like people have of all. I'm I'm not kidding. I spend way too much time googling this. I
0: can somewhat understand that last one, like the Russian roulette. Barely, kind of. I mean, I think we do that in life in general, right. period. Gay, straight, sick, not sick. Like, you know, you play playing Russian roulette when you have sex unprotected anytime, period. Right.
1: Even so, in a hetero. Yeah, exactly. You could get pregnant or whatever. Yeah, so, so. I can
0: or catch herpes or, <clears throat> or, anything. or gonorrhea, anything. There are
1: lots of risks. Yeah, or getting risk. It. Yeah.
0: So I, I can get the last one, you know. Mm-hmm. But what is the motive for, like, wanting to do generations? Well, they and,
1: all have different reasons. Like, and... Some of them, it's like, ooh, I totally don't understand that one. But then others, it is some people who... Some people are like, Anthony, like, it's going to happen. Eventually, I want to be in control of when it happens to me. And so that one kind of... You can kind of say, like, oh, okay. But yeah, it's a whole a whole thing.
0: No. I, ooh. I, I mean, the rest of them... If you're making your own conscious decisions and you want to become positive... I mean, I don't understand why right. you would want to do that. You know... I'm not one to judge if I I understand if you're making your own decision, you want to do this on purpose, but the the stealth thing, like
1: now that is,
0: that's too much for me. You're like, girl, like that's, is
1: it illegal? Like it has to be legal. I thought so. I don't know if it's like a federal thing or just in certain states.
0: That's terrible to take someone's choice away from you. You know, like give me the opportunity to make the decision. If you can't just trick me, and then, like, no, like, that's not cool yeah. at all. Like, I that's... read
1: these, this thing and it had different experiences from people and, like, why they, and, like, one guy was a stealther and then he gave his reasons for why he was a stealther and he was like, well, well I don't know. But anyway, and so it was just very, it was something to kind of read all this stuff and wow. see all the reasons behind it in. That's deep. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I had, I mean, dang. I had no idea that was yeah. a real thing.
1: Yeah. Well, because I didn't know it had a, a a label for a title for it right. until, until this show. And when I was talking to the, the writers and when I, I think I heard another interview, too, and they said something about one of the guys came to the writing room and was like, oh, my gosh, have y'all heard of Bug Chasers? And they were like, what? That's not a real thing. And he was like, oh, yeah, let me show you. Wow. So, yeah.
0: Eye opening. See, yeah. guys, I'm always learning here on Liberty Diner Dish. Yeah, yeah. I'm always <laughs> learning. That's 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 wild, right there. That one's wild.
1: Well, I can never loan my computer to anybody because can you imagine if they look at my bruh, search history? Your search
0: history, <laughs> it would tell a, a totally different person. They would be yeah. like,
1: "Oh my gosh!"
0: I know this uh,
1: person is insane.
0: Wow. I would like to have a conversation with a chaser and the gift giver to mm-hmm. actually see, you know, the different reasons or why they became the gift giver. Right. Because Ben could have been a gift giver, but he decided he could, not to. If the guy give was the asking
1: gift. him, and so yeah. it would have been consensual thing. Right.
0: Yeah. So, so I mean, Ben and Ben could have been a gift giver, but he chose otherwise. So I would like to hear, you know, other opinions on real people who actually are book chasers and gift givers, because I mean, like that's interesting. Like, I've. Yeah, I'm blown away. That's very, interesting. It very is very
1: interesting. interesting. Yeah. Mm. I don't even know where we at. Listen, yeah, I know. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta... All right. So, yeah, move on forward. Yeah, uh, well, Joan is at Kinetic, uh-uh. and she likes the name Kinetic with two Ns. She'll probably take that compliment back if Justin picked it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's happy to see Brian doing well, and he says that makes two of us. Like, I ain't complimenting you, woman. Not
0: at all. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I'm good.
1: Joan tells him that she saw Debbie Novotny at church and she thinks Debbie is quite a character and she doesn't know how her poor son ever survived. And Brian says maybe because she loved him. Like, shots fired. Fired.
0: Okay. <laughs> he hit it with a double barrel. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wow. But she needed to be hit with that. Don't come for Debbie when Debbie basically raised your child. Right. She gave him the She's love. She's more of a mother to me yeah. now
1: than you've ever been.
0: Period. Okay. And even as an adult, you still can't even give me the love. Even if you didn't want to have me all those years ago, I am 30-something years old now. Right. Have the love for me. Like, I didn't ask to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I didn't beg to be here. I didn't ask to be here. You brought me into this world, and this is how you treated me. Right. For still, for 30-plus years, I get it together. That pot calling the kettle black. She's a character. I don't know how her son survives. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I literally
1: don't know how yours survives. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised she's even sober enough to find kinetic. That part. Be, you know.
0: When he uh, hit her over the head with, um, because um, she probably loved him. Did you see her face change? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. eyes up.
1: Well, she says that she loves Brian. He may not believe it, but it's true. And maybe in her own way, just her capacity to love is very limited because <laughs> that is the thing. Uh, she says that that's why it hurts so much that she had to hear it from Debbie and not from Brian. Now, I don't know that I like Debbie telling Joan. I need to keep thinking about that, but I don't know that I... I don't know how I feel about the fact that Debbie told Joan about the cancer. Yeah, stuff. that's why
0: I was like, no, nah, she didn't tell her that. I'm yeah, because like, you were yeah. like,
1: tell her what? That he's gay? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I remember Shari knows that. Yeah, yeah. She I saw like, Justin yeah. at the loft. So I'm like, yeah, tell her tell her what? Yeah. Like,
0: there's nothing to tell her. Jo- that's why he didn't tell you. That's why he didn't want nobody to know, because y'all running your big mouths. Right. He, he should have been able to tell Joan whatever he needed to tell Joan. If he, if, if, if he to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If he wanted to, yeah. Because she should even be privy to that type of information. She's not a mother. She's yeah. just this birth person. Well,
1: because she says, why didn't you tell me? And I'm thinking, because, girl, he doesn't trust you or feel safe around you. That and part. you have brought nothing good in his life for many years now. And you make him feel small and weak already. And so there are a million reasons why he didn't tell you Joan. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Brian says, I don't know. Like, why would I tell you? And he kind of scoffs like, you know, we don't like each other like that. And Joan says, well, I wanted to help you. And he tells her, well, I'm a big boy. I can dress myself. Well, Joan meant so she could pray for him, help him see God's plan in all of this. You know, she says God spared him for. Yep. She says God spared him for a reason. And she asks if Brian wants to know why. And he says, what, to torment you, to make a martyr out of you? Jones says, whatever hatred or anger you have toward me. And she says all that like it's unwarranted. Like, I don't know why you would have any anger or (laughs) hatred toward me. It's like, you're still still my son. And that is why she's trying to save him from the eternal fire. Every time he engages in behavior that the Bible says is an abomination, he's adding another eternity to his sentence. And you can just tell these are the things that she would use to beat Brian down for years. It, so like he already knows where where she's going with this junk and shame on her for coming around during this low moment for him like physically he's weaker than he's ever been as an adult but he's also stronger than he's ever been in other ways because he's learning to accept himself in very new ways and to let other people know and accept him as well and Brian says well I wish i was engaging in it mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's, i think he's finally getting to the place to where he's not letting her just
0: no. Run over him. He well, has to stand up to her. Yeah. You know? And he has to let her know, this is who I am. You know, accept it or not, like, I'm happy, and I'm going to do this for me. I'm living for me. I'm not living yeah. for you. And this is why we don't have a relationship, because you're pushing your beliefs onto me. Right. And not only are you pushing your beliefs, you're twisting them up and putting them right. onto me. So, right.
1: Just because you want me to feel worse than you feel about your own exactly. self in your own life. That's what it is. Well, Joan says it brings tears to jesus's eyes knowing that you've sinned but only brian can save himself from from god's punishment and brian says you think god gave me cancer to punish me and it reminds me of jack telling brian that he should be the one dying since he's gay and jack was straight and so it's like because you choose to be gay like, you should die or you should suffer is what his parents are saying mm-hmm. to him and jones saying well it's not too late you can change if you want to She's like, I know you can. It won't be easy. You'll have to fight temptation. Be strong and harden yourself. And Brian tells his mom, like, oh, I want to be hard, mom. <laughs> and and he's like, you have no idea how much I want to be hard. Well, you can see the moment Joan realizes what all means. of her gaslighting yes. has gotten her nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, shame, shame on you. And she cannot get out of there fast enough. And Brian is loudly declaring that if he has to... Dis- to spend an eternity of eternities in hell is better than spending one day in heaven with her. And now all of his employees definitely heard all of this, said, so you know Spiel the office. Go- yes, the office gossip at Kinetic is juicy.
0: Yes, the <laughs> yeah. gossip is flowing.
1: Yeah, well, he goes back to his office and he's furious, and then he feels an opening in his life gate and looks down, <laughs> <laughs> and then sends up a prayer of a little prayer of thanks and you know i said earlier that i felt like this was psychological for him he, like he was feeling less than and probably disease ridden and embarrassed and all this stuff and he was just too much in his head
0: but she gave him that fight he needed yeah yeah and then also i feel that um finally like that was like he finally can close the door on joan like mm-hmm. he he was sick he thought that she was going to come and be the mother that she was you know how debbie embraced him But, no, she showed him the colors that she's always shown. Mm -hmm. When someone shows you their colors, you can't paint them new ones. Right. And um, I think that was a weight off his shoulders. Like, she knows I'm closing that door there. That was a weight off the shoulders right there. I think that's how he was able to, because he fought for what he believed in. She was coming for him. So he was fighting for what he believed in, and I think that got him back to where he needed to be. In yeah, my, in for my sure. Eyes.
1: Like who would have thought that Joan Kinney would be the one to give her son this great gift, right? <laughs> like, by accident, <laughs> of course. But Joan accidentally helped Brian find himself again. Right. Yeah. Like he found that that pride, and that you're not going to shame me for mm-hmm. being who I am, and I own who I am, I and what I want, and what I deserve, and I'm gonna get it however I want to get it. And just reclaiming that made those things inside him kind of come to life again. And, you know, all those things that make him Brian Kenny. she kind of accidentally soaked all that, you yeah, know, she yeah, that fire. So then he wasn't feeling sorry for himself anymore or hating what he's become. He's a survivor. And that makes him want to to live. And it makes every part of him come alive because Brian was kind of done with her after his nephew. But here he's releasing himself from the power of her words and right. judgment and like yep. everything that she has like heaped on him for years, because we've seen her say this type of thing to him before in other seasons. And he just kind of takes it right. and just kind of walks off mm-hmm. and we'll go drink or drug or whatever. But this but time he had enough. Yeah. Yeah. So he is freeing himself and in doing so he is embracing and celebrating himself in all that he's free to do with as many hot men as he wants to <laughs> do it with. And uh yeah. So I really like that this was the thing. Yeah.
0: We need Joan, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Joan.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. He needed, yeah, he needed to find that that inner victory and just, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Joan. (laughs) (laughs) I like that we get to see the reaction of Brian's two moms in this episode. One who makes an effort to know him and who loves him because she loves him and doesn't place all these demands on who and how he should be. Now, she's definitely got her opinions about Brian's antics and her biases, but... She sees him way more clearly than Joan does. And I've always enjoyed the found family aspects of this show. And here we get to see it very clearly. Well, Emmett and Drew are back at the hotel. And Emmett is telling him about this dream that he had about a very larger-than-life Drew, and it's a very Emmett-style dream. But the moral of the story is that Emmett is afraid that once the world sees Drew, or once he's in the spotlight, Emmett will be just another face in the crowd.
0: And I'm about to cry. Yes,
1: because Drew leans up and kisses Emmett. <laughs> Which, you know, that's one of Drew's rules that he right. does not do. And he so doesn't that was, want to kiss men, remember? Yeah, that
0: was huge. That was huge. And I think the kiss happened because, you know, Emmett told him that he's feel like, I'm just going to be another face in the crowd. You can forget about me. But what Emmett, Emmett never gives himself enough credit. Baby, you're bringing out a side of Drew that Drew never gets to experience. Right. You know, Drew is being his true self. With you, and
1: Drew's at home right now, like, yeah. this is his home team. He he plays in Pittsburgh now. Exactly. Probably when he's on the road, he might do stuff like this all the time, but it's exactly. dangerous to do that very dangerous in I your was, own backyard, exactly. I was
0: thinking, like, I see that they're not going to like any five star motels, you know, I mean, hotels right. or anything, so he would be too rec- unrecognizable, right? And then I was like, okay, I wonder how what car is he driving because he's a huge celebrity, you right. know, football player. There gotta be paparazzi around, you right. know, something. So I was like. They must. They must be calling cabs. Then I was like, thinking, he's
1: being very strategic yeah, about making they, they this happen. They have to. So I feel like generally they'll have some some little agent or some friend knows their little secret. They have them. Keep, yeah, and exactly. And they put everything together. Drew seems to be doing all this on, on his, his own. On
0: his yeah. own. So that alone shows tells me that he actually. I mean, like he's enjoying this. Mm-hmm. This is something that's natural for him. Like he's enjoying the company of Emmett. Emin is not like these other little hustlers. Emin doesn't want anything from him. Emin is not trying to hustle him. Emin enjoys his company, enjoys the sex, and just likes to, you know, give him all the praise because the man is fine. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know i said that a million times. I won't say it no more. But he is. You will. You uh, will. I probably will. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I will. But he is. He's, he's fine as hell. So to see this man reach over and give Emmett a kiss, like, I, I think I broke your arm by punching you so yeah, damn hard. you, like, like
1: hopped all the way almost like,
0: in my lap. <laughs> girl, I was so excited. Like, that was... That was a big moment for yeah. me. It was so small, but a really big moment.
1: Emmett asks why he did it, and Drew says because he wanted to. He did, and he's never wanted to do that before. Ever. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Co Emmett and it's like
1: okay, but we all I feel like we have to point out that Drew is still cheating on. But
0: listen, the he, fiance he cheated on the fiance, but maybe Drew is going to give that ring back, you know, and maybe going no, maybe no, they have an no.
1: arrangement. We don't know. Mm. We don't know yet.
0: I was thinking maybe hopefully Drew was just gonna come out, but that's twenty years too you know too early. I was like, damn. <laughs> but maybe we'll just give the ring back though. Maybe he'll give the ring back and just be single, and then you know he can have a man. Yeah. You
1: know?
0: I don't know. I, I don't I, know. Yeah, we. I can be hopeful.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, we see Brian moving very quick and determined through Babylon, and he finds Justin, <laughs> lifts him off the floor, gives him a kiss, and. Justin's like hey what's, what's yeah. up happy to see him like okay yeah let's go along with this was like okay what's what's going on what's up and funny he should ask Brian shows him and everyone else right there on the dance floor on the dance as floor he spins in a full circle and it's a thing of beauty and a joy forever yes and that's from a poem by John Keats I believe mm. and the phrase a thing of beauty is a joy forever means a beautiful object natural or artificial makes a person happy for a long time, even if its beauty fades or it gets put into different circumstances, it's always a source of enjoyment, happiness, and pleasure for a person or a group of people. And I think that's a perfect message mm-hmm. for, for Brian. He's always young and beautiful because Brian Kinney is a joy forever.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I love watching the background actors and yeah. how, how they watched... Um, when, the, when the penis came out they let like, the smiles yeah. like, like
1: okay that's for you okay like, can I take a that disco stick I'm just
2: saying yeah
1: well, anyway they're the cutest kids in the club and they head to the back room to make good use of girl, this girl
0: they sprinted to the back room
1: yeah Justin asked if the happy time tea actually worked and Brian says no is let's just say God gave him a second chance and he doesn't want to blow it but Justin can feel free to that part okay (laughs) and
0: as he slides on down that stomach
1: yeah there is such sweet relief on Brian's face like I'm back baby I'm back what do you think about Brian going straight to Justin with
0: it him. was cute as hell. Like yeah, okay, baby, I'm here.
1: Yeah, I'm back, baby. <laughs> yeah, yes, you He could have gone to the steam room, yeah, or bathhouse, or he, just to the back room by himself. Yeah, exactly. Or... To see
0: if it was just a fluke or something. But now he came right to his man. Like okay, baby, yeah. you waited. I'm giving it to you. Yeah, you know, well, like, i it's like yours.
1: There's just some. Well, Justin is home, and mm-hmm. he is like the charging base. Mm-hmm. And so of course, in my mind, it's like where else? The is he first gonna person
0: go? gonna get it is gonna definitely gonna be yeah. Justin. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like let me get this all right. Together first, and then we'll kind of just go from right, there. Right, so.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's get home taken care of.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll take your home, and then, you know, whatever else you want to do from there is cool. So over at Ben and Michael's, things seem a little tense. You don't really know what's going on. Michael is reading something. Well, it turns out it's something that Ben wrote, and I'm kind of wondering, when did he write this? When's yeah. your time? Anyway, uh, when Michael walks out, he asks Ben if he really wants to know his opinion, because we know what that said in motion last yeah, time. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, But Ben really wants to know. And Michael says it's brilliant. At first, he was shocked and disgusted that someone would want to be positive. But somehow by the end, he felt sorry for the guy that he was so lost and alone. And it takes a pretty amazing writer to be able to pull that off.
0: Um, first off, I want to say, Michael, you a damn lie. You did, he gave you four <laughs> pages stapled. We saw the book that being wrote last time that Anthony took. It was like 45,000 pages. Yeah. Okay, like for real, stop playing with me. And then he just wrote it the night before. You're like, <laughs> st- what do you mean? Like, you wrote a paragraph. You yeah. read a paragraph. Stop playing with me. Like, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, ain't no way that was a whole book. That was not the whole yeah.
0: book. But I'm happy that Ben found something that he connected to. Yeah. Because I think that's a good story that needs to be told.
1: It is. And because it, it really takes that story and this character, even Anthony, even, and that story could be so off putting. Yeah. That character could be so off putting. But it gives you a chance to feel more than just shock and disgust. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you get to really say, okay, what, what 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 might a person be thinking or feeling or looking for or whatever right. in you know, in this situation.
0: It's just very interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so many different conversation topics that you can you can pull from that, that mm-hmm. one little story. I mean, I would buy that book because yeah. I, I don't have any knowledge on it. I think that's I mean, like it's very intriguing to me. It extremely. is very,
1: very interesting, yeah. Well, and so everything has been kind of tense between Michael and Ben for the last little while. <laughs> and well, Ben lightens things up by asking about the trip to the mall. Well, Michael did splurge and buy Hunter all the ripped jeans. And Hunter bought them a CD. And I love that Hunter picked out this CD for them. Yeah. And this, like, Can't Fight This Feeling by R.O. Speedway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael tells Ben that the part of the story he liked best was when the gift giver decides not to sleep with the bug chaser and goes back to his partner. But I want to know, did Ben tell him that he was about to shake some dinosaur bones with uh, Anthony before he mentioned the gift? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Part,
0: okay? Because I'm telling you right now, if the gift would have never came, if presence was not present, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> it would have been some good love, body rocking, bug. knocking boots yeah. all night long, girl. Yeah.
1: It would have happened. Him and Lindsay been <laughs> yeah, for real. And
0: They've been doing that nasty little walk yeah. of Shine. Okay. <laughs> I smell yeah. it on you. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I need a drink and a nap and like three cupcakes yes. after this
0: episode. Bray babe. Let the ratchet begin. Okay. Yeah. This was crazy. It
1: was very crazy.
0: Oh my God. But I'm still just I can't get off that that third scene of the show.
1: Yeah, that drew an image.
0: That drew in They got
1: you. They got you.
0: <laughs> Actually, I love all of their scenes because I feel like I uh, hopefully these writers are going to give me a little more with them. Emmett, I want to see Emmett work his magic and you know get Drew where he needs to be. I don't know. I just want, I want Drew and Emmett to make this thing kind of work.
1: Yeah, when we started with episode one of season four, did you have any idea we would be at this point no, where we are right now? With no. 410?
0: It's crazy how like the episode starts out. I mean, the season always started out real heavy. And then like a shift Well, that this happened. one
1: started light. But yeah, then at yeah. the end of it, it went crazy. Because it was all good. It was, you know, they, Brian had done the concerned citizens thing. Yeah. They had given him some money back. Yeah. His relationship with Justin was at a good spot. Emmett was still kind of, you know, Ted was well, in yeah, rehab, rehab, but he mm-hmm. was working on it. So that was really good. Emmett was kind of the low point, but we He's know Emmett can eventually bounce yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And Michael Hunter and Ben, they were, they were good. So...
0: Yeah. But they they the way they just twist the mid up. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's just crazy. Like they hit a whole like one eighty on yeah. in, in a season. It's like what? Baby, couldn't just get
1: some fishtails? <laughs> you know? And but, they are telling such great stories. Great like it's shining stories. light on such great stuff that I would have never thought about. Like the fairy community that I was love this that one. I the love whole that Posse one. thing. Oh, I love that one with, too. You know, these direct action groups and you know, even this with the bug chaser, like, and those are just the ones that I'm thinking of on top of my head. like. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a lot. Big ups again to the writers. Y'all, y'all really are so dope. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all really are. I don't know how you could come up with so many different topics and make them flow. And
1: make them work. I mean, we yeah. have a relatively small group of people that we're dealing with and having to fit in all these conversations and topics and issues with this small group of people.
0: Excellent puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. You guys, y'all the puzzle masters. Y'all killing it
1: yeah oh but this so,
0: episode is one of my favorites
1: yeah this is a good episode yeah. even with all the drama and the crazy yeah. like, this is a really good episode who would have ever thought we'd see Ben in this situation with I know, Anthony and girl. just oh
0: well I called it
1: you did call Two it but I couldn't girl. confirm it
0: so um but yeah I, I called but I will say like this episode made everybody feel really human mm-hmm, you know like mm-hmm. I, I could connect and relate to every single person yeah. in this one here I mean it was just from Brian's and Brian and Debbie's encounter made me. I could feel my brother and my mom. You know, mm-hmm. um, from Brian rushing over to see Justin at the end of the, at the club at the end of the end yeah. of the episode. And you think about me and Brad when we're going through something, and I got to get home to show him or tell him or just give him a little piece or something. <laughs> um, you know? like I mean, everything. Like yeah, I even connected. Justin
1: like caring so much about the person that is in your family or your friend circle, and you're willing to do anything to help them. Melanie trying to be a good cheerleader for her. For her wife, but then those issues where it's like nothing is terrible about our relationship, but one partner feels like, but something, Mm -hmm. but I'm still not, some part of me is still not being fulfilled. And so all very human.
0: True. But yeah, so this one goes down to one of, and my vault is one of my favorites. I love it. Um, But yeah, Um, you have any other thoughts, boo?
1: Uh, yeah, so we had some new patrons join us. Thank uh, you guys. Yeah, so thank you guys so much. You know, if we get like a couple dozen more of those, I can you know get you to cancel your OnlyFans channel that <laughs> that, that pays for the production of our podcast. So One of these days, I'll be able to release you from that line of work.
0: <laughs> I'm out here. Well, I'm out here doing it for y'all. I know. So for if y'all. you
1: guys want to help <laughs> yeah. free Ken from his OnlyFans page, uh, you can find us on uh, patreoncom liberty diner dish
0: we love you guys thank y'all so much i mean we just love the support guys and um, we love um engagements we had um uh, an engagement it was such a funny but also loving um instagram message as well so guys keep From those a coming. brad you
1: From, know we love the brad we do love
0: the brads brad i was like oh his name is brad so brad <laughs> thank you so much that was so great and um yeah guys so if whatever's on your mind let us hear it okay we would love to hear your thoughts we always said keep your interactive and less engaged. So I mean, bring it.
1: Yeah, one more thing. Um, I know that we have people who listen to us who live in Russia and Ukraine and we just want to send out a heartfelt message to you guys that yeah. we hope that you and your families are, are safe, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and psychologically. And if you're not at that point, we hope that you can get there very, very soon.
0: Absolutely. We're sending much love to you guys for sure.
1: Yeah. Alrighty, well, guys,
0: that will do it for this episode here. And as we always say, until next time, guys, we are out of here. Bye. Bye.